Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in. Super excited for today's conversation. You know, most weeks we bring you one leader who will both inspire and equip you. And today we've got two. This is amazing. We've got Chris Papalardo and Clayton Green. They both serve at Summit Church in Durham, North Carolina. If you do not know this church, I do not know where you have been. Chris is the editor uh, on the uh, creative arts team. Clayton is the Summit Collaborative Director. Together, Chris and Clayton started Good Kind with the goal of helping people develop the good kind of habits and holiday celebrations. They're best known for a tool that we're going to get a chance to talk about today, Advent Blocks. It's a tangible, meaningful way to help kids and parents anticipate Jesus, uh, not just presents, but Christmas. And this is important at this time of year, because I know many of us are starting to have that Christmas thing bubbling in the back of our mind. And we're thinking about, gosh, what are we doing? What are we doing to get ready for that? And I want to talk about how you know they've seen this help in so many churches. So welcome to the show. So glad you're here, guys. Thank you for having us, Rich. We're we're really excited uh, to be here. That, and that introduction, man, you 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 nailed it. That that's us to a T. Yeah, Clayton. Is there anything there that I should fill into my picture? Like, what did we miss about you know the the, the introduction? Uh, we'll get into this. I, C- Chris and I are actually friends too. I mean, we're coworkers. We're coworkers. <laughs> at, you know, at our day job, we uh, we're co-founders at our you know, good kind. I, I guess you know we call it side gig in the in the business, but um, mm-hmm. and, and also. We're friends. We we like each other too. So that's that's nice. always fun when you're working with people that you like. So first question for you, Chris, is Clayton just overstepping there? <clears throat> is it really that you're friends with that he's wow. friends with you, but you're not really friends with him? <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I love that you you dove right into this, and you're just just you're trying to get a uh, hard get hitting. A it's hard hitting a journalism us, right? here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Clayton is yeah. a good friend. I you know I don't rank mm-hmm. them. I like in my mind. I want to rank them. And I recognize this is not a healthy thing, <laughs> but if I were to rank them, Love we'd it. be near the top. So, but Rich, it's Love a fair it. question because we actually on our podcast we do something called Holiday or Holiday, and it's where okay. we go through these random <laughs> holidays and we decide if they're good or not. There is a holiday, yes. I believe it's in June it's every in June, year, yeah. where it's Best Best Friends Day. And oh. last year, it's the second time we've talked about it on our podcast. And it's such an interesting day, right? Because do you only get one? Can you have multiple? And so Chris is one of my best friends. I'm like a I'm like an elementary school age girl in terms of I have lots of best friends. And Chris is one of them. Love it. Well, Clayton, I'd love to hear about... So I had heard about this, this tool, this Advent Blocks tool, and it captured my imagination. I think, man, there's something here. Uh, there's what, what a cool idea. Uh, talk to me kind of a high level. What is Advent Blocks? What is this? Yeah, Advent Blocks is a Christmas practice that helps families um, engage with their kids and everybody in the home all throughout the Advent season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we we made it because there's this in building anticipation kind of all throughout the fall, mm-hmm. especially all throughout December. And mm-hmm. in December, inevitably, it ends up being about all those presents under the tree, mm-hmm. right? So there's so this true. building anticipation. There's music, there's lights, there's everything. And we wanted to make something that would rival like that anticipation and advent blocks. It ended up 
uh, being just that for us. In fact, it was actually born out of, it was an accident, so to speak. Mm. Um, many, many years ago, I forget what year it was at this point, so I won't even try. But uh, my daughter, Kara, who was five at the time, <laughs> said to me on December 23rd, I think, 22nd, maybe, mm-hmm. she said, Daddy, mm-hmm. Mommy and Daddy, you say that Christmas is all about Jesus, but it feels mm-hmm. like Christmas is all about presents, right? Mm-hmm. And what Ooh, a knife ouch. in the back. <laughs> And we have no time to recover. We have zero time to recover that year. So fast forward a year is in November and I'm kind of scouring the internet trying to find something that would be tangible in the middle of the home that would actually drive us towards Christmas Day to be thinking Mm -hmm. about Jesus and not just the presence. We're not taking the presence Mm -hmm. away, but we wanted to drive towards that. And Mm -hmm. I I just couldn't find anything that quite tangibly and beautifully Mm -hmm. kind of like kind of built anticipation in the same way. So I, I kind of started mm-hmm. drawing some blocks and how they might move. I like working with wood. I showed my wife three options. She pointed at the one in the middle and said that one. And it's 95% mm. of what she pointed at that day. That same day I texted Chris and said, Hey Chris, like I want to, <laughs> I want to do a, do a creative writing project. <laughs> Let's do an advent thing that we do with our families. Uh, and <laughs> immediately Chris said, yes. <laughs> Chris, I'd love to hear more. So the thing, to be honest, when I looked into this, I the thing I immediately thought of was Elf on the Shelf. And, you know, Elf on the Shelf, what a, uh, like, it's amazing because that kind of came from out of nowhere. I remember when that first showed up, I was like, it, the way they presented that product was like it had been around forever. And it did. It became like this big kind of phenomenal thing. But it, it focuses on the same thing, which is like, hey, presence, presence, presence. I loved how this, your tool here, really drives back to the story uh, it ultimately drives people back, to, drives families back to scripture. Chris, can you talk me through how do you do that? How was that function look like? How how is this going to help families actually wrestle with the story of Jesus coming? Yeah. So the challenge here with with Advent, at least in our experience, is not that families have no context for what the Christmas story is and have spent no time mm-hmm. like going to those passages and trying to read them. Like we know mm-hmm. the story pretty well. Like Clayton was saying, the challenge mm-hmm. is in December, it's just a blitz of everything else. Mm. And so we need mm-hmm. something that the kids really wanted to do. The, the blocks, the mechanism of the blocks makes it so that as a centerpiece in the home, it's decorative, it's playful. The kids are looking at it like, mm-hmm. hey, we got to turn the block. We got to do number nine. And there's that accountability mm-hmm. that's that's drawn in from the kids, which is just, just mm-hmm. beautiful. But I, I loved the challenge. When Clayton reached out to me and he said, hey, I want to do an Advent thing. I was like, I'm in. I don't. I don't even know the full idea, but Christmas is my favorite holiday. Let's do it. Yeah. And huh. so we took the the idea of saying like, well, if we're going to do this over all of December, let's tell the story of God's presence throughout all of the Bible mm. and have like the finish line be Christmas. Because that'll help mm. build the anticipation to say like, hey, this isn't just a few stories about Mary and the shepherds, which are wonderful. But it's like, you know, there's mm-hmm. a problem in the very beginning with Adam and Eve is that they sinned and they had to leave and God seemed far away. Mm-hmm. Well, that was actually a problem mm-hmm. with Noah and Moses and David and Hagar. And, mm-hmm. and so you see this problem crop up again and again. You're like, wow, is God ever going to come back? Will God ever come back to stay? And mm-hmm. that refrain, mm-hmm. which we have in the writing, ends up driving mm-hmm. a lot of the anticipation. So by the time they get to Christmas, they're like, this is it. This is it's exactly mm-hmm. the excitement they should have. Like, yeah, what? God came to earth. And you're like, yes, mm-hmm. this is this is what we've been wanting the whole time. 
Talk me through, Chris, like the like an individual day, like at the level of I'm a family doing that. So I mm-hmm. I get the idea. So like, hey, we're talking about yep. Noah today. Is are, are, does the tool provide? Here's like a scripture reading. Here's some thoughts on that. What? How do we? What's that actually look like? Yeah, with everything we do, we try to make it as simple as possible, so that when you get our stuff, mm-hmm. it's just like, look, I, I've got enough things that I need to be thinking about. Please. Put mm-hmm. everything in my hands so that I just sit with my kids and it's already, I just open up and start. So you've mm-hmm. got the blocks that are lined up one to 25 and there's an accompanying book that goes with it with 25 stories. Mm-hmm. So I've taken 25 mm-hmm. of these stories from the Bible and just retold mm-hmm. them, condensed them down, put it in kid language, like elementary school age language. Uh, it's mm-hmm. got the reference at the top of each day. So if you would open up and, you know, one of the ones in the teens, you would see it's the story of... Uh, uh, maybe Saul, right? And that one's called mm-hmm. A Very Tall, Very Strong, Very Brave King, The Story of Saul. And underneath <laughs> it's got the passage. So if you want to, you can go later and you can read the whole thing with your kids. But you read mm-hmm. it, it takes about uh, three or four minutes to read through and it's mm-hmm. playful and fun and the kids are loving it. And at, mm-hmm. the, at the end of each day, it has this line where, you know, like I said, uh, God couldn't remain. He seemed far away. So Saul and God's mm-hmm. people began to hope and to pray, God, will you come to earth to stay? Mm-hmm. That same little mm-hmm. couplet or the triplet, I guess, at the end of each day where you're getting you're getting a digest of the story. You're seeing, okay, this isn't just a story this guy made up. I can go read the original. Mm-hmm. And then the kids, kids kind of have a handy way of, of grasping what that is. Yeah, I love that. Clayton, I'm sure, um, you know, this has been rolled out for, you know, a while. It's, you've had a couple Christmases through here. Do you have any stories of, maybe a family or two that, you know, how this has become a part of their Christmas celebration, kind of what that's looked like, or maybe even in your own family, what's that look like? Yeah. I, I mean, there's, there are tons and tons of stories. It's, it's one of the things that kind of keeps us, us going in it all. I will mm-hmm. say the most consistent story um, is probably similar to one that I had with my, my friend who's also on staff with us um, at mm-hmm. the summit who we were at an event uh, in December you know, out standing on the sidewalk, waving to people, um, the way mm-hmm. Danny Franks told us to, I think Danny's been on your podcast here <laughs> yes, before. Love um, Danny. Love it. So we're out there waving to people and doing what we're supposed to do. And he says, man, when I left the house tonight, my kids, I mean, they were just begging me, don't leave. We have to do the blocks. We have to do the blocks or, or what time are you going to be home? Because we have to make sure that we do the blocks tonight. It's crazy. You know, a, mm-hmm. a lot of this again was accident. Um, mm-hmm. it's like, we've made the kids into little accountability devices. If you give yes. them something fun, and they know I can do the fun thing and my, my grownups will do it with me. Like mm-hmm. they, they will beg to do it over and over and over again. So I think the most consistent mm-hmm. thing that we hear from people is that it was, you know, I've started an Advent guide before, but I've never mm-hmm. finished one. And I okay. finished yeah, this totally. one, right? Mm-hmm. It, it didn't drop off in the middle. It built, it was building all the way through. Chris does mm-hmm. this really neat thing on day 17 where that ref- refrain that he referred to changes a little bit. And so it just continues to build more and more and more through the New Testament stories. And so it's the fact that they started and they continued. They started and they finished. And as we kind of reverse engineered that, I think one of the things that um, helps with that is, like Chris said, the numbers, you know, you're turning Mm -hmm. it every day. You you take the block, you turn Mm -hmm. the number, it shows an image that actually Mm -hmm. matches an image that is in the book. And you continue mm-hmm. to turn those blocks every day. And there's a star that sits on top of the block of that day. And then there's mm-hmm. a globe on the other end on the top of the 25. So this star is literally marching mm-hmm. across the blocks so day cool. after day after yeah. day. And there's this approximation of the star representing God and Jesus 
coming to earth to stay. And so there's that. We built a song into it. And so Mm -hmm. our family that first year, it really kind of blew me away how much on Christmas Day Mm -hmm. and Christmas Eve, the girls were just, they were talking about the presents. That doesn't change, right? It it, Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. not going to change. Mm -hmm. But they also very much wanted to sing the song. They very much wanted to Mm -hmm. read the story. They very much were aware of and anticipating that part of the celebration and not only the present part of the the celebration. It's Mm -hmm. uh, And and that story just happens time and time again. Yeah, I think I love it. You know, Chris, jump in, jump in. No, No, go jump in. (laughs) My my favorite part is I, I think we accomplished something we set out to do, which is to say, like, how do we let people know what Christmas is all about? I've had... Not, I have had kids and grownups reach out to say, uh, I, I, I never realized that this, the theme of God's presence and God coming to earth was all throughout the Bible, or that was the kind of a key problem, or mm-hmm. I've never had mm-hmm. somebody summarize the message of Christmas, hey, God's coming to earth to stay so, so well, and now my kids repeat it, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's beautiful that they've got, like, they own that now and see mm-hmm. that in a fresh way. Yeah, I'd love to stick with you, Chris, around the thing, to be honest, if I can tell you kind of my impression is I'm like, there seems like there's a lot going on under the hood here. The product is, it's visually beautiful to look at. Like, it's a nice looking thing. It's the kind of thing that you, um, you know, it would look great on your shelf kind of thing. But then it's also, I have a friend of mine, Tim Lucas, who always says, man, we got to put the cookies on the bottom shelf. We've got to make the main thing, the main thing. And and this seems to do that. It's like driving to the message. Help us unpack that maybe at like a, what are all, what kind of behind it as a designer, as a thinker, you know, as someone who's trying to teach some, you know, spiritual truth in a way uh, through this, what are some of those things that you're actually doing to try to make it sticky for people? Yeah. So I've mentioned the refrain a few times. And um, Mm -hmm. the thing about kids curriculum I'm learning or anything with children is uh, this is the way like catechisms are or anything that Mm -hmm. seems very, very simple uh, Mm -hmm. is actually very difficult to get just right. You can make things memorable, Mm -hmm. but to distill Mm -hmm. down a really complicated Bible idea, a bunch of stories in a way that's simple enough that someone hears it and they say, oh, yeah, great. Easy. It, it comes off as easy, but it, it it's not easy to to create. Um, and so, to, to like, we did a lot of a lot of workshopping on like, well, what is the line? What is the one sentence we want? And um, mm-hmm. I, I was addicted to school for a long time, and so I went to seminary for a very long time. And so I, I'm trying to pour in <laughs> all of the insights that I've got theologically, mm-hmm. but then say like, I've got to translate this down. Like you said, cookies on the bottom shelf. Mm-hmm. So the refrain is one. There's another recurring phrase that we use throughout the book. Um, Mm -hmm. The idea I wanted to capture was the idea of God's justice and truth. In the end, God God reigns. That's language Mm -hmm. that's that's a little bit too inaccessible for like a five-year-old, right? Mm -hmm. So I say Mm -hmm. that the promise is that one day God will come to take all the darkness and make it light, to take all the Mm -hmm. wrong and make it right. And it's Mm -hmm. simple. It rhymes. It's catchy. But underneath that is, hey, there's a promise there's a that God's there. justice and righteousness will mm-hmm. one day make the world whole, which is a beautifully rich thing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's mm-hmm. one piece of it. I see Clayton wanting to jump in here. So yeah, yeah. Chris. I, I, well, I just wanted to to kind of brag on you a little bit. I mean, there are there are things our family experiences. Chris is writing secondhand, right? Even though I'm part of the creation. 
my girls will pray those refrains. It's not just the one at the end of every day, but that one about the the dark things um, being made light. Uh, our daughters, that's a part of our family's language now. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. comes from the repetition from these stories. It also mm-hmm. does some, my daughter Kara's favorite thing. Uh, and this is not kind of, this is cookies on the bottom shelf, but it's like, you know, mm-hmm. just because it tastes good. Uh, there's this part uh, in the Jonah story where it says he went as far left as he could. And then he went lefter. And, and my oh. girls just think that's hilarious. <laughs> like his little play on words there. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, the new, in the New Testament, one of the things he does in order to build the excitement is anytime an angel appears, he uses this, this phrasing. Um, um, it was too uh, bright to be a person. It was way too loud to be a person. Um, and then I re- they realized this is an angel, all caps with periods. And it's just... Things like that that just make it so that keep everybody engaged. We, we'll tell people all the time the sweet spot is like two to 12, three to 13, mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. right? But if you've got somebody in that range and then somebody mm-hmm. that's 16 or 17 in the house or even the parents or you know a mm-hmm. college student that's back home, those people pay attention to the story as well and often will tear up at some point through it yeah. because they mm-hmm. see how meaningful it is. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's simple, but it's not simplistic. Uh, and mm-hmm. so there, there's a, there are a lot of beautiful things that Chris does with the writing. Yeah. I, that uh, strikes me as well, that this is one of those times a year um, that we can, as church leaders, encourage our families to have spiritual conversations that does feel like it's in sync with the culture. Like it doesn't feel like, Hey, this is so out of, you know, left field. It feels like, you know, you still walk into Walmart and there's still Christmas music playing. And mm-hmm. a lot of that Christmas music is stuff we hear in the church. And it, it encourages is. actually families because of the, because kids are at the center, you know, of the consumer side of Christmas, it does kind of, there, there's this underlying, like, Hey, it's good for families to do stuff together at this time of year, man, if we could leverage that, for these good things. That's, that's incredible. You know, Chris, was that a bit of what was going on as you were thinking, how do we kind of leverage this for, you know, for what Jesus wants to do in people's lives? Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, you know, I, I was deeply influenced with this project by a couple of the story Bibles that I've, you know, Mm. I'm still reading to my kids and there's a number Mm -hmm. that are fantastic, but I think we all know and love Sally Lloyd-Jones, Jesus storybook Bible. And part of the mm-hmm, beauty of mm-hmm. that resource is, in addition to the phenomenal illustrations that, that Jago did, but mm-hmm. in the writing, the beauty of it is kids really love the stories and how they're written. But in, mm-hmm, when a grown-up mm-hmm. reads those, they come mm-hmm. to see the beauty of the gospel in a way that they haven't before, and they're mm-hmm. like they're blown away by it. And so mm-hmm. that was, it's it's ambitious to say that's what I was aiming for, but that's the target. I feel like we should always yeah, be aiming no, absolutely. for. C.S. Lewis once said about kids' stuff that if uh, if a kid's book isn't worth reading uh, by a grown-up, then it's not worth reading for a kid. And so that was mm. part of what we we're trying to bring to this is like, look, this can't just oh, be good. something that a four-year-old likes. This has to be something that a 40-year-old will say, wow, thank you for, for showing me that. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, think, yeah, I, love I, that. I think we did it. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. I, you know, we have, uh, I, I love that that story. But it's funny you were say, th- saying that because I was thinking about that as we were talking about this. We we lead, my wife and I lead uh, a young married, or a, um, parents with young kids small group. And we're not, definitely not that. Our kids are college age, but you know, we're quite a ways out of that. I wish we were there, but we're not. And we have this one couple in our group who, you know, those people that 
Um, they've just come to Jesus in the last couple of years, and it's it's amazing to watch. And I love like there, you know, I often say like, they're our target, like as a church, that's who we're trying to reach. And I love, I'm going to get choked up when the, um, when we were like opening the Bible together as a group, uh, I love the, the, the dad, the man, the husband in this, this couple. Cause like, we'll say, Oh, we're going to look at something in John. And I love it. Cause he like goes to the index and finds, okay, John, that's, yeah. page, you know, 1223. And then he flips to that. And, and like, I just love that. But we gave them for last year at Christmas, we gave all the families, we gave them that uh, storybook Bible. And it was interesting because all a couple months later, we were, it just came up in discussion somehow and a hundred percent of the families and they're really across the kind of spiritual spectrum. Some people have been working with Jesus for a long time. And then you have a couple like this, they all said, man, I'm seeing the story of God in a new way because yes. I'm reading this to my kids, right? And yes. man, what if we could replicate that for our ch- people in our churches, that would be amazing. That'd be incredible. Clayton, you know, I- I'd love to ask you this. So to me as a church leader, first of all, I was hoping today's conversation would kind of open this resource up for people. It could be a great thing for people that are listening to, to take a look at it. But really, I was struck that this could be the kind of thing we could do as a church together. I'm like, can't, can't we like to three to 13, that's a huge span like, are there churches that have ever got out and said, hey, maybe we should try to offer this to our people or point them towards it? Have you ever done anything like that, Clayton? Yeah, so absolutely. Um, you know, and I feel the same thing, you know, I, before I was in my current role that you talked about before, I was an executive pastor of a church in Wilmington and getting everybody to do something together often creates a lot more momentum and, and a positive experience among the whole group. And like we think about that organizationally, but it also is something that is like insanely biblical as well, that the group is mm. kind of moving mm-hmm. and, and is and is doing this together, that it can't be something that is done alone. So we mm. make a resource that certainly is delivered to individuals, but positively what we've seen in our experience is a lot of individuals invite other neighbors and family members and friends in order to, mm-hmm. to do Advent blocks alongside them. Uh, and then mm. it started with our church, maybe one or two others the, the first year that they're just like, hey, we're just going to get a whole bunch and kind of deliver them to everyone. And so it's kind of built on itself every year to the point that now we officially and intentionally have something we call the local church program. You know, we work mm. in the local church and we Love believe it. in the local church. And so um, this opportunity happens, uh, begins in the home, but it's best when done with the whole church. And that's like something mm. we believe in so much that we, we do this program. We sell the blocks to churches in bulk for them to either give away or resell at a discount to their people. And we, we do mm. it at a price that our business advisors tell us is too low for what we should be doing. <laughs> sure. Oh, but that's we do amazing. that because we do that because we actually believe that this is, this is going to be the best place for these people to be doing it. So they, you can register for the local church program on the website. There's a place specifically for local churches. You automatically mm-hmm. get that that discount in bulk uh, as long as you mm-hmm. buy twelve. That's a, the reason it's twelve. Just so everybody knows, is because that's the how disciples, they come right? Yeah, because of the disciples. <laughs> yes, that's a hundred percent. Is why? Yes. Is why? Uh, that's <laughs> that's how many come in like a, a big box. Um, and so, yeah, we we even made a set that is specifically for them to make it as accessible to families as mm-hmm. possible. Um, we. We, there is a song I mentioned before, but we actually made mm-hmm. the song into a lyric video because, you know, sometimes oh, kids yeah, 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 yeah. To, like put it up. Yep. And they, so it's a lyric video that you can that you can use. You can watch it on YouTube for free with ads or if you're the size church that you want to have it without ads, there's the opportunity for you to for one of those third parties in order to get it in that way. And we mm-hmm. even we, we added in something maybe two years ago uh, called He Is Here. I mean, like Chris just said, 
adults get a really good benefit from reading The King is Coming, which is the name of the mm-hmm. book inside the Advent Block set. But we wrote an adult guide, He is mm-hmm. Here, that walks mm-hmm. alongside the same stories and same theme. Mm-hmm. But it, is, it can be done with or without the blocks, which is important because there are people in the church, if this is going to be a big emphasis for the church, that don't have kids in the home, right? Sing, single people, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. that have their kids are out of school or the kids mm-hmm. are kind of aged out of what this this is. You have grandparents. So there's tons and tons of people that if you want to kind of get the whole church into alignment, we also now have this resource for them as well. It's called He Is Here. Chris, Chris wrote that. It's it's similar reflections with some some moments and some encouragement to prayer and practice. And so it's it's something that we put a big emphasis on. We um, Chris, every year, takes the Sundays that line up with the, the stories in The King is Coming, and we write a sermon series starter kit, which oh, says, wow. hey, here are the sermons um, that you could do that would align with that very specific day. And and by the way, this is Chris. This is Chris's day job. If there's anything we provide that you want, <laughs> you want this sermon series starter kit. Sure. Because this is what Chris does for J.D., he, yes, and and yes. all the teachers at the summit is help build the engine with which the research and the ideas mm-hmm. and all those things are prepared for then the person who is teaching locally to contextually deliver that in the spirit to those people. But um, yeah, so we just, we try to just hook churches up like crazy. That's amazing. So I, so if I catch this right, uh, well, first of all, that's incredible. I think that's amazing. Um, I love the idea of like, Hey, this is going to be our December series and we're going to launch this. Thanksgiving weekend, maybe, or something like that, or somewhere we're talking about it in November and yep. that's the blocks are available for sale, for sale or for free. That's even better. That's amazing. Um, you know, pick up this resource and then we're going to talk about it through, uh, through Christmas. Um, man, that's, that's incredible. Listen, friends, I know I've worked with a lot of teaching pastors and I'm just going to say the thing that's going on in your head. You know, that preaching at Christmas time is tough friends because people know the punchline. They know it's going to be all about Jesus is returning. What if, or Jesus is coming what if this year you did something totally different and, and plugged this into your into your system into your approach? I think, man, that could be a real win, uh, you know, for your people. Uh, you know, Chris, talk to me about churches that have leveraged this as a kind of a total teaching thing. Do you have any kind of sense of you know the the experience as at a church level, kind of what difference that's made for for them if they've done the kind of whole series thing in you know th- at their church? Yeah, it, I mean executive pastors, teaching pastors, if you're in leadership, you you know how valuable alignment is. Like you can mm-hmm. preach the paint off the walls for like four, eight, 12, <laughs> doesn't matter how many weeks. And if it's just the sermon going in one direction and everything else in the church is going other directions, you just wait six months. And if you want to take the wind out of your sails, ask people what, what's been going on in the church. And then none of them will remember what you preached on. Um, it's true, but just add a little bit of intentionality, get that alignment. So what's going on in kids, what's going on in small groups, what's going on on the stage is all the same. And then years later, people will say like, you know, what series was fantastic. You know, it really changed my life. And they'll point back to the thing. The the preaching may not have Mm -hmm. been any better, but you were aligned. And so it got you moving. Mm -hmm. Um, we're, we're still kind of early in this and still building, but uh, a friend of mine Mm -hmm. who left to be kids pastor at a church in uh, Florida was sending me, they Mm -hmm. used our, our, the whole kit, the whole local church program last mm-hmm. year. And so he was sending me updates every Sunday and uh, he was like, mm-hmm. you know, preach this. And his wife is really crafty, incredibly artistic. Mm-hmm. So in addition to doing like the sermon on that passage and the Advent block for day, say four, they took a huge like cardboard box and painted, I mean like six feet tall 
and painted it wow. so that each day, each Sunday, it looked like the little, you know, two inch block you have in the mantle, but it was the image from the advent blocks just up on the stage. Oh, so everybody cool. was looking at it and, you know, the kids loved it. They were like, that's it. That, that, they got an advent block. They got a huge advent block. So it, it <laughs> Why do really we have the big advent cool. blocks, Dad? Right. <laughs> yeah. so that was that's just a so lot of cool. fun to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That is so cool. Well, can you give me a sense? So don't talk about the amazing discount because I want people to to go and check out your website, drop by there and, and reach out for you that. But what is the kind of retail cost of these things? Like if I just want to buy one of these and get it shipped to my house, what what is that what does that cost? Yeah, it it's $59.99 for our tradition set. So it's yep. a hardback book and a wooden box. It's gonna last for mm-hmm. generations. Um yep. we have a standard set, which is I think $44.99. It comes mm-hmm. in a cardboard box with a paperback book. It's the same blocks, so still going to mm-hmm. last really, really long time and, and be stored mm-hmm. really, really well. And then the the church set before the really good discount that everyone's going to go check out. Uh, it re- it retails for about thirty four ninety nine, which is where it starts. But you you'll just have to go look, and your eyes will go wide whenever you see uh, <laughs> what we actually will give it to churches for. Yeah, that's amazing. And so if we want to, where do we want to send people? Just a goodkind.shop? Uh, is that the place we want to send them there, Clayton? Yeah, goodkind.shop. And you'll see a tab there for the local church program. That's going to be easy, the easiest way for you to find us. Yeah, I, I think this is, it's, what a wonderful tool. What a great way to, uh, you know, to, to wrap up or to really, you know, point uh, your people to at this time of year. What time of year, Clayton, do people need to really get the ball rolling if they're thinking, hey, I want to do this. Let's say I'm a church of a thousand people where like, you obviously have some sense of how many of these things you would normally sell, all that. Is that like a, it feels like we got to get going now. Like it feels like we got to make this decision now. But but when do people need to connect uh, with you guys, yeah. Clayton, if they want to make that happen? Yeah, it, it does. But based on church and their planning cycles, there are some people beginning now. It'll continue to increase um, through about August. And then from August, it'll kind of go downhill from there. There are some people that find us later in the year, but they're usually rushing a little bit. The people who find us in the summer plan an event that will actually bring all the families together and make that gift or that that opportunity in order to purchase at a discount a lot more meaningful. And so I would mm-hmm. say, you know, hey, think Christmas in July. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you need mm-hmm. to be thinking about this now so that your primary teachers can have the content to be planning the teaching. So that your mm-hmm. graphic designers, if you have those, you know, can can be putting things together. Which we, you can, we will send you the original files of all of our mm-hmm. designs and blocks wow. and everything, so that they can kind of piece those things in as well. And they walk in, and it feels like your church created the entire thing. So yeah, but you're yeah. right. Uh, think Christmas in July. It's about time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. That's so good, Chris. We're going to give you the final word just as we as we wrap up. Uh, bring us back home to kind of the heart of you know, kind of behind all this, what are you, you're, you're local church people that are trying to make a difference, trying to help people uh, bring us back to the vision, why, why you're doing this kind of end us on that thought today. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Um, you know, we often say we call ourselves good kind because we want to cultivate the good kind of, of habits and holiday practices. And one mm-hmm. of the, one of the ways we do that is making products that, that take beautiful, profound, really deep truths and we make it simple enough that everybody can engage with it. We really mm-hmm. think that there's going to be more movement. There's going to be more influence. You're going to see more catalysts for change. If everybody in the church does some really small thing, just all together, one, mm-hmm. one tiny step, then if you have a few folks in the church who are really superheroes. 
And um, mm. I, I really believe our stuff helps folks to take a step so that they can look at it a month later or six months later and say, hey, you know what? We prayed a little bit more because of that. We actually made this Christmas mm. about Jesus. And mm -hmm. um, that I find that tremendously encouraging because the mm -hmm. big stuff, the, you know, the impressive stuff can fade. But if everybody in our church is doing is knowing Jesus a little better, following him a little more closely, mm. then I, mm -hmm. I think that's that's phenomenal and what we're after. That's so good. Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you being on today's episode. And I, and I hope church leaders that you're listening in, you'll take action on this. I do think this is, could be a really cool you know, thing for you to inject into the life of your church, into your people, a real helpful tool that, like you say, could for generations make a huge impact. Clayton, remind us one more time, where do we want to send people online if they want to connect with you guys? Yeah, look us up at goodkind.shop. Goodkind.shop. You can find everything there. You can find our podcast, Instagram, of course, the local church program. Yeah, I love it. And there's so much there. You know, we talked about one thing, Advent Blocks, but you could use other stuff too. We'll have to have another conversation down the road about those things. So thanks so much, friends. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you guys being here today. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.